Hello, and welcome to the Dairy Defined podcast. How does a dairy thrive during two years of COVID disruptions? Perhaps a clue can be found on Vanderwada Dairy in Merced, California, Faith, Family, and Cows. Simon Vanderwada is the chairman of California Dairies, Inc. and first vice chairman of the National Milk Producers Federation. His family runs the operation together and with deep roots in this California community, it's been dealing with market challenges, even while making sure consumers receive high quality milk during the pandemic. Simon, could you tell us a little bit of the story of your family dairy farm? How did it start and where are you today? Sure. So uh, uh, the Vanderwater family has been in the dairy business for a long time. I'm kind of third generation, kind of first generation. Uh, Both sets of my grandparents immigrated to the U.S. after World War II from Holland. And uh, my mom's family ended up working for a potato farmer in Missouri. And my dad's family ended up working for a dairyman in Artesia. And so uh, we have a long history of being in the dairy business. So my, my both sets of grandparents were able to start dairies in San Diego on their own. And that's where I grew up. I grew up on a dairy in San Diego County uh, in Southern California. And uh, yeah, so my parents uh, ended up starting their own dairy in 1971. And then my wife and I had an opportunity to start our own dairy in 1994. So none of us has taken over the family business. We've all kind of started our own. But um, after a few years of being in the dairy business, uh, my wife and I decided this is what we wanted to do. But San Diego was not the place to do it. And so uh, we started looking at at moving to the Central Valley of California and uh, talked to my parents. And they said, well, let's do it together. So which was great news for us because we had a lot of energy, but not that much equity. And my parents had the equity and, and still lots of energy. They were still uh, in their 40s or so when, when we made that decision. Uh, we uh, started looking at different areas of California. Bakersfield was our, our main target. And uh, the Lord just seemed to close those doors and, and uh, got in the car with my dad one day to go look at some ranches in Bakersfield. And I said to him, uh, you know, I, I feel like the Lord's telling us we need to look somewhere else. And he said, well, mom said the exact same thing to me last night. So that was kind of a, a sign that we needed to be opening our eyes to different opportunities. And, and uh, we were going up to a little further north in, in Cal- the Central Valley to, uh, for my niece's baptism. And uh, we looked at uh, the Orland Willows area and ended up looking in the Merced area. And within two weeks, we were in escrow on the property here in Merced. So uh, again, the Lord closed doors and opened doors. And, and uh, this wasn't uh, our extreme wisdom. This was the Lord's guidance that led us here. Uh, we partnered with my parents then and built a 3,200 cow dairy, uh, which was way outside of our comfort zone. Cause at that time I was milking 300 and my dad was milking 500. So, um, for us to go out and build a 3,200 cow dairy was a little bit, uh, uh odd, but, uh, today, uh, we're milking 3,200 here at Vanderwater Dairy in Merced. And we've also added Dutch Door Dairy, which is a 650 cow dairy in partnership with my manager. And uh, a couple of years ago, we added Grandview Dairy, which is a 2000 cow dairy. And, and uh, just in January, our son uh, became a partner there. So he's, he came home from college and has been working with us there. And uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, for my wife and I, for Chris and I to uh, kind of see where this goes. And, and uh, now we get to be the parents and, and working on getting our kids into the operation someday. So it's, it's fun to see how, where they're going to fit in and if they want to fit in, that's, uh, that's their choice. You've actually added another generation. It sounds like to managing the dairy. Yes, we have. It's exciting. He, he graduated uh, from college 
uh, in uh, May of 2020. So sitting on the couch eating chicken wings because uh, everything was virtual that year. And uh, he had plans to go out and work somewhere else for a while and everything was just upside down. So he started working for us and, and uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun working with our son and, and seeing him grow in his management style and, and uh, just working together on, on growing that operation. How else have you managed your way through the pandemic? You know what? It's been a one day at a time thing, especially early on. Uh, rules were changing each and every day. Um, you know, labor laws obviously uh, were were changing each and every day, and and so we had to continually adapt and and try to maintain as much um, compliance as we possibly could without um, sending everyone home and just telling them to be gone for two weeks because the cows never stopped milking. The cows didn't know there was a pandemic and they, they needed feed and they needed to be milked and cared for each and every day still. So um, yeah, that's, that's, that's been kind of the, the biggest challenges. And then obviously our milk markets were just wonky for the last couple of years. And, and we're finally starting to see some normalcy in, in milk markets uh, here in the US. How are you preparing for what we have ahead? I think you got to start with remembering that we are in a global market. This is not just a California market or a US market, we're in a global market. And so um, with that in mind, we keep an eye on other parts of the world and what they're doing and, and the needs of uh, importing countries and that sort of stuff. And so um, we do have opportunity here in the US to uh, grow our, our uh, milk footprint if we, if we can afford to and, and if the markets are there for it. You spoke about this last year, actually, before a House Agriculture Committee subcommittee about the importance of boosting market opportunities for dairy. Yeah, if uh, 20 to 30 percent of our, our milk products are going overseas today and, um, you know, our domestic market is pretty stable, uh, it's not it's, it's growing at a smaller pace than than what we can grow our milk markets, uh, our, our milk flows uh, on farm. So uh, with better genetics and better feeding capabilities and, and all the things that we do to uh, uh, grow our efficiency on farm, um, we need to find other markets. And um, as, as a co-op, we were intimately involved with uh, TPP development and other um, export opportunities. Uh, I sit on the board of U.S. Dairy Export Council. Um, so we need to continue to explore um, trade agreements with countries that will will benefit our the, the U.S. dairy industry. What are some of the biggest policy challenges you face this year, starting with the federal level? Federal policy this year is is again mostly related to labor laws and and compliance with you know mandates and all the other stuff that's going on. Uh, we do not have over 100 employees, so we don't fall into the, that big category, but uh, we do fall into some other categories. We have about 60 employees across the three dairies. So um, we do, you know, we, we have a lot of labor issues that we have to deal with. Um, then when it comes to federal policy, obviously there's no secret that exports have been a challenge. Um, just getting product on, on boats, uh, sitting in California, that's kind of our edge. And uh, it's been uh, very difficult to, uh, um, capitalize on that edge here from California. We are a higher cost of production area and um, we have that opportunity to, to ship, you know, from the ports, but uh, that's been a challenge over the last year. Also wondering what are some of the regional challenges you, you, you see as more particular to Western producers? 
So obviously in California, water is going to be probably the biggest threat to the, the California dairy industry. Uh, the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act is uh, being aggressively implemented here in California. As heavily as California is regulated, uh, water was one thing that was never regulated here up until a few years ago. And so it was kind of the wild, wild west uh, on water. And we have enough water. We just don't manage it well here in California. That's a farmer's perspective. And I think pretty much all farmers in California would agree to that. Uh, we work with our state um, agencies and, and the water boards and that sort of stuff to uh, try to do a better job of managing it. And, and we have, we as farming, the farming community have stepped up and um, done, you know, taken steps to uh, become more sustainable with water. And uh, on my particular farms, we're in, in pretty good shape, but that's not the case for all California dairies. And that's probably the biggest threat to Cali the California dairy industry at this point is water. Um, other threats are labor, and that's something that's across the entire U.S. Um, challenges we have here is that we are now in California, we're regulated to a $15 minimum wage and a 40-hour work week. So um, our employees don't want to work 40 hours. They want to work 50 or 60 hours. That's what they're used to doing, and that's kind of the norm in agriculture. Um, that A lot of that now is at overtime rates, and, and so that's been the challenge that's probably the two biggest challenges here in California are water and labor. Given that and the uncertainty that can be faced in dairy, I want to go back to something you were talking about earlier, the role of faith and family on your farm. Uh, you talked earlier about, you know, the messages you were receiving both from the Lord and your mother, which sounds like a, a quite formidable combination. I think uh, we begin every day acknowledging that what we have is not our own. It's a, it's a gift from the Lord and uh, we have to be good stewards of the gifts that he's blessed us with. We've been very blessed here. Uh, we've worked hard um, and uh, we, we have uh, been able to acquire quite a bit of, of uh, property and cows and that sort of stuff here, but it's all, we, we are stewards of this uh, to honor and glorify the Lord. And, and uh, we, as long as we start each day, um, acknowledging that and uh, um, acknowledge that throughout the day, uh, life is good. Life, we've been very blessed and, and we know that it's a gift from the Lord. And so it, it's our job to be a blessing to others. And what will it take to ensure that your dairy can continue to sustain that mission? An open mind. I think uh, as I, I tell my employees and, and my kids all the time, as soon as I tell you I have it all figured out, push me out of the way because there's still more to do. Here on our operations, you know, we have added a methane digester at the home dairy. Um, you know, we're in the beef business through uh, some of our breeding programs. Um, we sell a little bit of genetics. So diversity, we, we diver diversify into uh, different opportunities that come along and, and try to uh, do our best to uh, use those uh, in a beneficial way for everyone. We've been speaking with Simon Vanderwada, who is the chairman of California Dairies Inc., the first vice chairman of NNPF, and the owner of Vanderwada Dairy in Merced, California, who I believe may be speaking to us from his barn. What's going on in the background, Simon? Oh, my manager just came in and is, is doing some data entry and checking on some things. And he let his uh, St. Bernard in the office too. So he's kind of plopping around. Anything you'd like to add before we let you go? No, I just thank you for the opportunity to share our story. And, and uh, if uh, anyone has more questions about who we are and what we do, uh, we do have a website, uh, bwdairies.com, and you're welcome to check it out. 
And that's it for today's podcast. Be sure to look at NMPF Sharing Our Story page. You can get there from our homepage at nmpf.org. For more about the dairy farmers and their cooperatives who feed America and the world, you can find this podcast online on nmpf.org, and you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music under the podcast name, Dairy Defined. Thank you for joining us.